All right, it looks like we're live. Uh, so we'll just take a moment at this time to share to our social media platforms. Uh, Champion Parents, we're gonna allow you to tune in and please share this video. Uh, we have some great information for you to share with your families and friends. Right, it looks like we're live. Uh-oh, guess I need to turn that down. Okay. Champion parents, welcome back to Mommy Talk. Come on in and share. Please take a moment to share with your family and friends on your social media platforms. We also invite you to engage with us this evening and chime in to chat with us. Feel free to leave a question or a comment or a shout out. As always, we are here to share information and resources to inspire positive parental engagement. We are real, relatable, and right on time with myself, Dr. Pert, and Miss Lisa, and Miss April, who is not here with us today. Um, and we also have a special guest, a champion father, a champion husband, Mr. Carl D. Abreu, chatting with us on the importance of mental health checks. Mr. D. Abreu is a certified mental health specialist. Parents, did you know that temper tantrums aren't always a bad thing? If you listen to your child long enough, you can turn that negative into a positive. If you listen long enough, you will be able to respond in a way where you can allow the weakness to feed the strength. So the next time your child is behaving in a questionable manner, take a deep breath, sit back and see what you can learn from their behavior to be able to come up with a solution to problem solve. Remember, all actions are a form of communication. Welcome, Mr. Carl D. Abreu. How are you? All is well. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for coming uh, on our platform. I'm sure that our parents out there are going to take a lot of information back that they can be able to apply to their uh, situation. Good, good. Yes, thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to have you uh, have you here with us. Um, mental health is a very needed topic uh, today, and I think that um, it's something that will be interesting and important to everyone. So we can just get right on into the get with, who is Carl Diabro? Diabro, I'm sorry. Uh, well, as you've already stated, uh, father, husband, uh, community advocate. Uh, I work with youth and families on a daily basis. Um, and that's, I guess, the long and short of it because in saying all that, that encompasses a lot of things where uh, mental health is something that's at the forefront of, of, of all of those categories, you know. So um, a lot of what I will share tonight is not only uh, evidence-based, but it's also uh, from my experiences. So uh, I try to take those and lessons learned and then pass those on to other individuals and other people so that they can learn as well. Okay, so speaking of, of your experiences, can you uh, tell us a little bit about your, your background with mental health? 
Um, well, with mental health, again, those are uh, certifications that I've been able to uh, achieve and attain after my formal education. Um, the certifications that I have in mental health first aid uh, encompass veterans mental health, um, youth mental health, adult mental health, um, mental health for uh, uh, first responders and mental health for the faith-based community. So those are the areas of mental health that I'm certified in and uh, am qualified to instruct. I actually give free workshops to the community uh, on those topics. Uh, unfortunately, uh, a lot of people don't take advantage of these things. And in these trainings, uh, there are a lot of um, suggestions and helpful hints that an individual can potentially take away and use them and put them in their little toolbox of, of, of resources. Um, another certification that I'm blessed with is uh, I'm a suicide prevention gatekeeper and uh, I'm certified to instruct that as well. So uh, again, another uh, workshop or group. Uh oh, it's freezing up. I think it's important that he's uh, talking about the different uh, areas of uh, mental health. Um, and he brought up some really good uh, points, um, especially because um, there are some positive aspects uh, to mental health. Uh, I know growing up, all I could think about um, as far as mental health is concerned, that um, it was for crazy people. You know, um, but mental health is actually it's positive. It can be some positive attributes to it, also some um, negative. It's not always uh, with people who are going through um, issues. You know, it could be as you uh, were saying. I was, I know we were talking earlier offline, um, Dr. Perp. But as you said, um, you know, you got the wellness checks, um, mental health care is what it is. Just like we go to the doctor sometimes, not just because we're sick but to do a, ma a maintenance, you know, on our bodies. Um, so mental health care, sometimes you just need to go and make sure that your thought process is a good, you got a good flow to the way that you're thinking, you know, on a daily basis. And right now with this pandemic, uh, mental health, uh, hopefully Mr. Crow will be back uh, very soon, uh, having technical difficulties over here, but, um, you know, with the pandemic going on, we definitely want to make sure that we are keeping our mental health uh, in check. Definitely want to make sure I we agree. keep. Yeah, I, I I agree, and I think I do think that mental health right now is a, a topic that is most definitely important. But I think a lot of times uh, you hear mental health like it's just become like a buzzword that you often hear. And so mm -hmm. I, I think it's important for people to know what the term actually really means. So mm -hmm. when we talk about mental health, it basically includes our emotional, our psychological and social well-being. Um, yes. Like how we think and how we feel because though that determines how we 
react in situations and how we react and respond to certain um, things that come our way. So today, when we're talking about mental health, we're just talking about, you know, the emotional, the psychological and the social well-being. I think that's very important to put the term into perspective. Yes. Yep. And so thank you for the, the giving the, the definition of, of what it is. Um, what is mental health uh, is very un important for us to understand um, what it is. Um, and then you have why, you know, why is it so important or why do people feel the need um, to seek um, mental health uh, care um, or mental health uh, counseling? And a lot of times it's, it's due to some type of traumatic um, experience. You know, and I, I can't help but to keep bringing up COVID-19 and the pandemic, you know, that is definitely traumatic. I think this is not an issue where one person has experienced something like 2020 alone has just been such a, a I said it was a doozy of a year um, because if, if, if it's me today, it was you yesterday, it was our family members last week um, who have experienced um, either losing a loved one um, or them themselves um, had it. I think you and I both feel like we, it, it, it's possible that we could have had it, but we really don't know because we were at one point feel, feeling or experiencing um, some illnesses. So again, you know, mental health, the why, you know, the why of why we need to get checked or- uh, yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, I, I think it's important for people to have a mental health checkups because it allows for like early identification and interventions that, you know, that may possibly bridge a gap to a certain problem that, you know, somebody is having. And I think that's very important what you said, you know, COVID-19, we're all experiencing, you know, a lot of challenges, you know, I would be remiss if I sat up here and said, you know, hey, I'm doing well, you know, although things are going well in my life. However, you know, being that I witnessed and been have been a part of COVID-19, yes, there have been some um, mental uh, issues that I had to deal with even prior yeah. before uh, COVID-19. Yeah. So I think it is important to have those mental health checks. And I think it's important to have those mental health checks with your children as well. Like I would call my children down often and we would sit down at the table. I'd be like, kids, come down. It's time to come on down. When they'd be like, oh, we're about to have our talk. And I say, yes. And I mentioned this on a show, a, a strategy that parents can actually use. It's called the pie strategy where they ask their children how are they feeling physically uh intellectually emotionally and spiritually and mm -hmm. so what i do is i normally just you know i have my children sit around the table and everybody speaks one at a time and during that time it's allowing the child to be able to release their emotions and speak and and yeah. and when you have and when you allow and when you have these mental health checks with your children you're not judging them and you yeah. don't have to have a a solution right then and there is really just listening to what your child is communicating because yeah. you know right then and there we may not have a specific 
solution to what our child is saying, but it's actually creating a safe space so that your child can be able to advocate for themselves and voice any concerns that they have and to be able to release any emotions that they may be uh, experiencing at that time. So yeah. having those mental health checks are very important. Yep. And, and I want to go back to uh, the, the fun fact. I, you know, I, I thought it was kind of funny just listening to, you know, temper tantrums, uh, champion parents. Let me, let me just say this. And I really want y'all to hear me. Temper tantrums are not, and I'm saying it for myself, temper tantrums are not always a bad thing. Cause I'm going to tell you, I got to say it again, because I'm, I'm ready to knock my kids out for doing a temper tantrum somewhere, but they're not always a bad thing because sometimes you know, if you just kind of listen long enough, you'll understand how you can redirect that behavior and turn it into something positive. So, hey, Mr. Carl, Mr. Carl is back. We were trying to hold it down for you a little bit till you came back. <laughs> oh, you know, I, uh, it's funny when you talk about mental health and um, with that, there are other things that come about like stress, so on and so forth. And, you know, this whole technology uh, has put a lot of stress yes. and caused a lot of mental health issues for different people. And, mm -hmm. you know, when you talk about mental health, there are different ways you can uh, work with those challenges to, to bring calm. You know, um, there are certain applications on the phone that, uh, such as different uh, Bible verses you can read. There's certain counseling strategies and techniques. There are a lot of different things. Um, mm -hmm. But, um, you know, the first thing that came to my mind when we were, when, when, when I was disconnected was, you know, technology will fail you, yeah. man will yeah. fail you. The only thing that won't fail you is God. <laughs> and so I started, I started praying. And, and, and again, I'm not a biblical scholar, uh, not a, not a minister, pastor, anything like that. But I've learned through my experiences that you have different things that'll get you through different uh, situations. And uh, right. I firmly believe that uh, having a faith-based component is important mm -hmm. to any strategy that you have in your toolbox. Yes. And I just want to add to that uh, growing up, um, I, and I, I always say it's in a black community, but it may or may not be true. But from my experience in the black community, it's always, you know, when you're going through things, you better pray out of you, honey. Let the Holy Ghost take, you know, and it's like, okay, yeah, that's good. I mean, it is good to pray, you know, because praying, I think pray, uh, praying exhibits you having faith and it gives you the confidence to, you know, try to go on about your day and, and, and conquer those uh, issues or problems that you have. But, you know, mental, like, it's nothing wrong with, with seeking, you know, professional help. Uh, whether it's for for care or or if it's for a traumatic experience, mm -hmm. absolutely. And, and if I may add, because you were speaking on that, and I don't want to get away from whatever questions you want to ask me, but now take it wherever uh, you want to take it. Well, well, I, I'm just going to say this. I have in this, and 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 many people have said it. Uh, you know, we can take 2020 and you know throw that throw that back out the window. Yeah, but. 
uh, in 2020, I've, I've had some very serious health challenges. And again, I, I have been blessed to have some of the best doctors and uh, in, in, in me getting through everything, it was ultimately, in my opinion, uh, a faith that I had that really pulled me through it because there were some times where, you know, my mental health was challenged. And regardless of how many uh, degrees I might have, regardless of how many certifications I might have, uh, I, I got on my knees and that's what got me through it, you know. Um, and, and I'll share, I, I actually had COVID-19 twice. Um, I had a stroke. And I had, and, and after all that, I had to learn how to rewalk. So uh, since April of last, of, of this year, uh, I've been learning how to rewalk and how to do a lot of things. And uh, in my opinion, again, it's only by uh, the grace of God that I'm here talking to you and sharing with you because I've had quite a few friends whose pictures were lined on Belle Isle yes. that have passed from COVID-19 and, and yeah. I, I, I was like, wow, you know, I, I'm still here. So clearly there's a reason for that. And uh, being here tonight is part of that reason so that I can, mm -hmm. you know, share these experiences and offer some sort of good counsel, good advice uh, from my experience uh, and from my, you know, evidence-based training to, to everyone who may be listening tonight. Yeah. yeah, and I, I, I like I like the way how you put that when you said people can have mental health challenges, and I like the way how you even provided an example from your own experience because I feel like personally, I feel like I grew up a little bit more during this time because um, I feel like every day you know we learn more about ourselves, and during this time, people have a lot of idle time you know, which yeah. allows them to be able to think more and reflect more during this time. And I just kind of feel like it's possible that an individual can focus on negative thoughts as well as positive thoughts. But since we're talking about mental health, I just want to delve a little bit more in, on the aspects of some thoughts that can take people into a dark space and can manifest into questions like, is life worth living for? You know, they begin to question their self-worth, uh, past decisions and past actions. And I just kind of, I just really want to tell people out there that, you know, tomorrow Tomorrow is a new day and I just feel like don't look for others for self uh, validation or even self pity I think it's important to regroup and redirect your thinking as uh, Miss Lisa was saying it's very important that you know we as individuals regroup and redirect our thinking because only you are in control of your life you know and you have a choice you know, and sometimes I think we stay in the situation when we really don't have to. Mm -hmm. I, I, I definitely agree with that. And, and if I may, uh, I, again, I want to just add uh, two, two things to that. One mm -hmm. deals with myself. Uh, you talked about idle time and being able to reflect and do some of those mm -hmm. things. And, and I can tell you that the third time that I was in the hospital, uh, I had to 
reflect on, well, I, I reflected on, on everything that was going on with, with the sicknesses, but uh, I was really wanting to get home. Uh, the, you know, when you, when you have COVID, uh, you're on a floor, you're by yourself, you can't have any visitors, people come in looking like hazmat employees and whatnot and everything else, you know. And so I, I, it, it, it kind of played on my, on my mental capacity. And that's why I say, even though with all of the trainings and all of the, the degrees and everything, none of that mattered. It was out the window, you know? And so I had to uh, redirect, recalibrate myself to say, hey, you know what? You can do this. You, you, mm -hmm. you can do anything that you want. You have to put your mind to it. So uh, having a, a, a stable mental health uh, atmosphere, um, mindset, uh, thought pattern, and, and critically think, and, and just rational, rationalize with things. And, and those, those are all important um, because again, sometimes you're in a situation where it may seem like, you know, is life worth living? You know, and, and those things that you mentioned. Um, lastly, I'm gonna say that uh, I was really tested and it happened right after I um, finished my uh, suicide prevention instructor training. Uh, and and <laughs> again, uh, I had two individuals who were contemplating uh, suicide. And one of the individuals, they had uh, trusted me enough to call me. And so I said, well, that's the first positive thing. You know, they were thinking about, you know, doing something negative uh, at least they called which basically shows that you know they're reaching out they're asking for help without asking for it uh, i actually stayed on the phone with that individual for 11 hours and uh ultimately uh talked her down from that situation so after it was all said and done i was very tired but the outcome was 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 a blessing so again uh, it's very important to uh, try to have the best mental uh, attitude that you can. And, you know, sometimes you can uh, self-check, uh, but sometimes you can't. And, and, you know, if you can't, you know, it's always good to just, you know, if you have a good friend, talk to your friend. You can uh, always talk to your, your pastor, your minister. You can always talk to somebody, you know. So it, if it's me, it's me. <laughs> if it's not, just talk to someone because that's, yeah. that's yeah. What, what, what can help you out. And those are some great um, points uh, as far as doing um, a self-check. Um, but as a parent, um, as a parent, how do you think a parent uh, or how would a parent um, conduct? Uh, well, I guess uh, Dr. Purdy did kind of cover that earlier with the, uh, what is it called? Pies? Is it pies? The pie strategy? Mm -hmm, the pie strategy. Mm -hmm. Pies. Okay, yeah, mm -hmm. Right. So, uh, well, in addition to that, let me, let me, so if a parent notices uh, something is wrong uh, with their child, uh, what do you think um, is the first thing they should do? Because sometimes, like when, I think that when people go through like health uh, challenges, they become very defensive. Um, and they could probably, in some cases, maybe be a little aggressive. 
you know, uh, really emotional. So how would, um, how do you think uh, a parent should address, like uh, when they know something is wrong, but they're kind of hesitant um, about the reaction? Uh, good question. Um, I, I think that there is no one answer to that. It, it's gonna be depending on the different signs that that child is, is uh, emitting. So, for example, uh, in the course, well, any of the courses, the suicide prevention course or the, um, the uh, adult or youth mental health first aid, uh, there are a plethora of signs that could, you know, uh, signal that parents to, to ask those questions. Um, some of the things that I, you know, like to recommend is, number one, if you feel that the student uh, will not communicate with you truthfully or whatever, um, make sure you know who your, your, your child or your student's friends are because potentially you can, you know, talk to one of those students and say, hey, you know, so-and-so has been acting a little different lately, you know, uh, have you noticed that too? And kind of ask some probing questions like that. Um, mm -hmm. Now, when it comes to things like, um, say, suicide, and, and I'm just gonna be flat out with you, the, the most effective way is to be direct and to yeah. ask that student, you know, are you thinking about hurting yourself? Are you thinking about, you know, killing yourself to be just straight out with it, you know? And based on how that student responds, uh, take the appropriate actions as far as looking for the appropriate resources to get that student some help. So those, that, that's what I would, you know, recommend first. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's very important. I think that parents out there that, you know, when you look um, for signs, when you're uh, conducting your mental health uh, check, I think that you should pay attention to uh, changes in behavior and mood. Yeah, uh, because like we said earlier, every form of uh, behavior, whether it's uh, verbal, whether it's physical, whether it's, you know, uh, is a form of communication. And, you know, people tell you how they feel, you know, whether it's verbal, <laughs> whether it's physical or e even silence, you know, uh, I think just sometimes yeah. we have to read um, between the lines. So thank you, champion parents out there uh, for listening. We have a um, question from one of our listeners oh, and somebody said that carl is the man they just gave you a shout out okay uh, <laughs> hey mr mcgee <laughs> yeah and i'm having a hard time finding a question but it was actually from prevention man and he basically want to know well, how come mental health is not treated in the same way as physical uh physical uh, health should be with the same significance how come it isn't as important as your physical physical uh, health checkups or yeah well I, I think that it's mainly because it's not stressed especially in our community um, I, I think that we as a uh, as a community have different um, challenges and different stresses and different things of that sort um, if I may, I was just speaking with a, one of my uh, lodge brothers who is the spokesperson for the, uh, the AHA, the American Heart Association. 
And we were talking about mental health and stress and things of that nature. And he told me that uh, through his evidence-based research that African-American women uh, are the most or the largest uh, number of individuals that um, this, that 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 die from heart disease, and a lot of that is caused by uh, being overweight, a lot of it is by, by uh, diabetes, and other things that are are, are really due to stress and and and. Yeah mental health not being where it should be so that's another reason it's very important to to make sure that um our mental health is is, is well taken care of i want to add to that uh with the stress and the and the heart um i i said not too long ago how i had to change the way I approached my children when they did something that they weren't supposed to do because, you know, I'm like a cat woman, you know, I'm ready to go off like real quick. But one day I, I remember listening to my, right. I remember listening to my daughter. She was like, you gonna give your own self a heart attack and, um, or you gonna stretch. No, she said, you gonna stress your own self out or something like that. And I remember after that, I remember fussing and I just was giving it so much energy. When I tell you I had to sit down, I'm I was just that hype. I had to sit down because my chest felt funny. I was very short of breath. Um, and, and I just, I believe that. Like, I really think we have to try to be a little more gangster in how we uh, respond to our children. Like, we don't always have to, you know, be uh, wild or, or loud or, you know, I think you're just effective. Matter of fact, sometimes the calmer you are, the more you're afraid. If you're uh, a little bit calmer. So, yes, yeah, so I definitely agree with that. Like, we really have to learn how to calm down, not just with dealing with our children, but period in life. Just sometimes just being so hyped like that, that that stress will kill you. I really believe it will kill you. Yeah. And, well, the other thing is that uh, sometimes that stress causes us to make uh, quick decisions. Mm -hmm. And those quick decisions sometimes lead to uh, additional things that could potentially uh, not be good for us health-wise, whether it be physical, mental, or any of those yeah. things, you know. So um, again, since I've had some health challenges that could have been prevented, uh, I actually use any and all platforms that I have to talk about it and to uh, try to warn people, young, yeah. you know, middle-aged, older, you know, seasoned folks like, my, like myself. And if they'll listen to some decent counsel, uh, I am more than happy and willing to, to, uh, to give it. Um, so as an example, um, if I may real quickly, um, I'm in, in not only in my everyday work life, but also in my social life, I've been blessed with opportunities. Um, I'll start with my social life first. Uh, I am serving currently as a special deputy grandmaster for Prince Hall Masons of Michigan. And I have um, a Facebook page that deals with health and health care. And so uh, what I do there is I put uh, healthy recipes out there so that, you know, they're not too expensive. Individuals can 
you know, try some of those. Um, some deal with uh, poultry, some are with beef, and also fish. So, so you can pick your poison and, and, take, and take a look at some of those recipes. And what I will do is um, only because I don't have it. Actually, it's, it's uh, Prince Hall Healthcare, um, Prince Hall Healthcare of Michigan. And, and uh, so that's our Facebook page. And so you can, you know, if you're interested in different recipes and whatnot, those, some of those are out there for healthy eating and whatnot. Um, also at the job, my everyday workplace, we deal with uh, substance use disorders and other things like that. So uh, the program that I manage now is called LSS, which stands for Life Support Services. And uh, through that, uh, we offer different um, case management opportunity uh, so that if, you know, you, you want to come in and, you know, we assess you, we can give you pointers on how you can improve and do things like that, um, as well as uh, healthcare pointers and, you know, just in general. Uh, finally, I mentioned earlier that I offer free workshops to the community. And so through my own personal nonprofit, which is the Diabru Foundation, well, it allows us, uh, you know, funding is, is uh, donated, resources are donated. So it's an incentive-based program. So if you take part in the program, uh, you're eligible for certain resources. Uh, those resources include, and this, this is more for uh, individuals who are, I'd say, 10 to 24. Um, the Detroit Pistons is one of our partners. So they believe in, in, in the things that we're doing as it relates to health and uh, all those types of things. So they donate at least 50 tickets per game to their different, um, for those opportunities. And those tickets that we have are actually almost on the floor. So uh, again, that's another opportunity uh, when once we get past this little COVID thing and, and, and they're having games on a consistent basis, uh, we'll be doing some of that as well as, um, you know, we offer gift cards and, 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 and different things like that. So, Let us know if you need chaperones. <laughs> well, I get, I get, I get more offers for chaperones than I do kids. <laughs> I wonder if I go well, I, well, I can get you some kids. I can get kids. Hey, you get, hey, you get kids, then you get a chaperone offer. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yes. Thank oh, you for hearing that information. One of our listeners uh -huh. um, has a question. Uh, they want to know, could you explain how protective factors such as family support, mentoring, uh, could help young Black males um, overcome issues related to poor mental health? Well, that's a very good question. And it just so happens that, again, with, the, um, uh, with that question, what I didn't mention is that I am the director of the uh, cradle to College Mentoring Program for Prince Hall Masons of Michigan. And it encompasses uh, actually the 33rd degree Masons of Michigan. And uh, as a part of that group, there are doctors, there are lawyers, there are many resources. And to answer the question, um, it's important because Again, we serve as mentors, we serve as sounding boards, we, we serve as 
someone who can talk them through something that they may not know, may not have experienced, and again, offer uh, some guidance uh, for those individuals, especially those that are in our, our community. Because again, uh, sometimes uh, individuals, as a matter of fact, I had one group of, of individuals as a resource who they were not black, and, and I'm just gonna put it out there, they, they didn't look like us. And even though they might've had the, the, the experience and the knowledge, they told me that they were scared to come to the neighborhood because they didn't know if they'd be beat up, shot, or somebody would steal the wheels off their car. So those other, um, uh, uh, the, the stigma that, that comes with our community and our young black men, you know, plays a big role in it too. So I found myself, as it relates to mental mental health, talking to some of those adult people who are degreed but don't necessarily look like us to kind of change change the framework uh, so that, again, we can bring more resources in here to assist uh, our young people. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, that's an interesting uh, point. Um, I was looking at uh, getting uh, therapy for, for my own children. And just as a, again, a mental health, mental uh, checkup, and it's funny because one of the, the therapists who was available uh, for my daughter, like I wanted to make sure that it was some, someone that I felt my daughter could relate to. And at first I didn't know if that was being shallow um, because I wanted her to be able to relate to her, like in, 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 in totality, like, you know, from, from appearance to, you know, I'm sorry, to ethnicity, to like everything. I just wanted her to be able to relate because I just didn't want any, you know, I, and that's not always a conclusive uh, answer, but that was, that was like my comfort, you know, at that time. Well, so, um, and I think to help answer that question as well, too, I think it's important that families provide support to somebody who is actually having that mental challenge and not just ignore it and think that it will go away. And I think that it's important to use the resources that are in your neighborhood. And if you feel like those resources won't help the situation, I feel like we have access to a lot of information that we can Google some type of resource out there to help whatever the situation may be uh the mental health challenge that somebody may be facing in the house so i think that it's very important that if somebody is having an issue that you be that support that they need and so that does lead me to the next question should counseling be the first option for a parent who is struggling mentally or if they have a child that is struggling mentally should counseling be the first solution because it could be that somebody is just having a hard time you know like sometimes can we make more of a situation than what it is i i personally would would would, would agree with that assessment um but what i would also like to do is add to what you've said um sometimes sometimes uh, individuals are hesitant to to seek help and and i think no matter what the situation is you need to to seek and ask for help in, in some sort of way um you mentioned google 
Um, and as a, as a fellow doctor, what I would add to that is Google is full of information. However, um, I would, what I found myself doing now versus using Google, I'll use Google Scholar because in Google Scholar, the things that are there are all evidence-based and uh, I found to be more accurate in a lot of cases. So uh, again, um, in addition to Google, I, I would suggest using Google Scholar to find some of those answers. Um, and, and I think as it relates to the, the question regarding counseling, I, I want to take the, the professional definition off of counseling and say that counseling could come from a good friend. Counseling could come from a pastor. Counseling could come from your, your community police officer, you know. So um, I, I would say any of those would qualify for some, for, for some good counsel. Um, but again, you have to in my opinion, um, ask the question. You, you gotta, you gotta ask the question. Yeah, I like that. I, I like, I like what you said, that counseling can come from anybody, pretty much, because have you ever noticed like you can say something to somebody for example a child but then you know they, they don't hear it from you but then somebody else can say the same thing and then it just clicks in their head and it's yeah. just like you know like miss lisa said it always takes that village and so mr diabro i think that was very wise what you said counseling can come from somebody whether it be your pastor whether it be the police officer a good friend the neighbor whoever is able to get through to that individual who is experiencing a mental health challenge i i think that's great but then also i want to ask you this too what if a parent has a child that is resistant to a form of to any type of help what's the next step <laughs> oh, you, you you just sent me to a place that I, I haven't been for a while. Um, you know, my grandma would have said, go outside and get that switch, you know. But um, uh, it, sometimes, um, that, that's, that's a good question. I, um, as a person that works with students and families, quite a bit, uh, the first thing I do is build trust with not only the student, but with the family. And so that way, um, and, and even some of the students that have been extremely hard to get to and have resisted, I've been blessed and, uh, and fortunate to, to get through. And all I've done is, is told them that you know, if you're in this program, uh, I'm going to treat you like you're my own. I'm not going to treat you like Mr. Diabru, the doctor. I'm not going to treat you like Mr. Diabru, the, the counselor, or none of that. You know, I'm going to treat you like you're mine. And if you can't deal with that, unfortunately, you're probably in the wrong program, you know, um, because I, I try to keep it, you know, transparent uh, and, and offer the reasons why uh, it's going to be in that student's best interest to at least 
take a listen to what I have to say. Um, I'm, I'm, I, I'm not there to hurt you. I'm only there to give you uh, good counsel and good information. And, and you know, it's kind of like, here's, here's the dinner table. I'm going to set the main course out here. I'm going to set the dessert out here. I'm going to serve, you know, the, the salad, all of it. And if you choose to eat, you choose to eat, you know, but we know that the salad is going to be good for you. You know, you're going to love the dessert. So you might as well, you know, go ahead and listen to it and, and let's get down to business. Mm -hmm. And I just want to add to that, you know, resistance to change can come from anybody, it can come from an adult, uh, it can come from a child. And I think that is really important, like you said, that if a parent is dealing with a child that is re uh, resistance uh, to get to connect them with somebody that they can build trust and establish a relationship. Relationship building is very, very important and it's key in helping somebody, you know, to reach their potential or to overcome an issue. I, I, I just really think that is just very important. Absolutely. It, it, it boils down to uh, meeting a person where they are. Mm, and yeah. Once you meet them where they are, and, and prime example, I was resistant to change as well, uh, guilty as charged, but guess what? If I'm gonna meet my students where they are, I had to go get an Instagram account, TikTok, you know, I, 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 was, I was doing Black Planet, you know what I'm saying? No, <laughs> I figured I'd take you back with that one. But, I know, um, I heard that in a minute. <laughs> so, but, but, you know, uh, again, uh, my students are on these different platforms. So uh, mm -hmm. if, if I'm going to, you know, meet you there, because again, even with those social media platforms, some things are uh, expressed just based in the, in the verbiage and the text that's going on. So you can look at some of that text and you can kind of see where some of those issues may be as well. So as much as a lot of folks say social media is a, a bad place to be, it's only bad if you use it in a bad way. Uh, Thank you. In, in Thank a positive you. way, uh, and, and as a resource, uh, it's a wonderful tool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and then um, also, too, I'm going to answer that, too, because I know we talked about, you know, what if a child is resistant to change? But then I also want to add to uh, if adult is resistant to uh, change, I think the first thing that you should do is just be honest with your situation, you mm -hmm. know, because a lot of times we can be embarrassed about our situation and we try to cover up things. But the first step, you know, if you want to change your situation, you have to be honest about what's going on. And then how we talk about earlier you know you have a choice you know tomorrow is a new day so you have a choice whether you know you're going to continue to you know be in a situation that you don't like or that you're uncomfortable in or if you're going to step out on faith and walk in your purpose I think that you know you have to you know step out there and make things happen and you know there's a um African proverb that basically says, supposing doesn't fill the grain basket if doesn't fill the lauder. And, and I, I think that's real, you know, because I, I, you know, so I think that people have to, you know, take chances to walk in your purpose, you know, come up with a plan and do what you um have to do. And I just want to ask this question too. We, 
actually, hold on, let me go and ask this question for because a listener said uh had another question. Oh, what are some of the tail signs a uh person should seek mental help? Well, um in my opinion, I believe that if the person is doing self-checks, if the person is uh um observing someone else like a like a student or a child um, whenever and like you said earlier sometimes things can be taken out of context but if you notice that the student the child the even the adult if they're doing things that are out of character um, that they don't normally do uh, you know I can see if it happens one time you know but then if it happens you know maybe twice and it, and it becomes a pattern, then uh, I would definitely look into asking the question. And then uh, once the question is asked, depending on the response, look towards getting some resources to assist that person. Keyword pattern, like you said, because sometimes, you know, an incident could be an isolated incident. And if that incident is isolated, don't blow it up and say, oh, my child or needs mental health when it's just an isolated incident. I think the key term that you said is pattern. OK, so we I just have uh, two more questions for you. Any advice for someone who is just out there that just at their wits end? Uh, again, don't be afraid to ask for the help. Um, so my, my, my position is, you know, if somebody asks me for some help or some assistance or some resources or something like that, and if I don't have it directly, I will point them in the right direction. I will find an answer to assist you one way or the other, but you will get you some help. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. So um, do you have any final thoughts that you would like to share and your followings? Um, I don't, but what I would like to do is um, again, mention where I work, which uh, is NCADD, uh, it's National Council on Alcoholism and Drug Dependence. And within there, um, and even when I first started working there, I, I, I kind of had a, a skewed view of what they do, what we do. Uh, once I started working there, um, I realized that there are other programs uh, that are within that organization that, that can assist. Number one, we have multiple coalitions that we work with that provide different services. Uh, to the community. Um, some of those are faith-based, some of those are uh, social work, some of those are um, through uh, social justice. There, there are a lot of different ones. Uh, the programs that we have specifically, um, and the prevention man, he manages the STEPS program, which is Strong Teens Excelling in Prevention Services. Then we have uh, Lauren Stovall, who runs, he's a manager of Celebrating Families. Uh, there's Ms. Uh, Latanya Felder, who is managing the Healthy Zone program. Uh, and then we have, uh, well, myself, I'm 
LSS program manager, which is life support services. Um, through those, we have uh, a lot of uh, resources. Uh, we've got a recording studio in the office where we can, you know, where we're creating PSAs. We have partnerships with other uh, resources uh, doing PSAs and uh, prevention activities. Yeah, prevention is to uh, assist with, you know, mental health. You know, I, I deal with mental health, suicide, and uh, substance use disorders. Um, and we all have our own uh, uh, niche in what we do. Uh, finally, uh, December 17th, uh, again, December 17th at our office, we're going to have uh, a community event. And again, the LSS program is partnering with uh, the, the Disability Network of Wayne County. And we're going to be hosting a, a giveaway. And again, for that giveaway, we're going to be giving away light bulbs from DTE we partnered with. Um, we're going to give away food resources, and we're going to give away PPE and some other incentives, as long as well as some uh, program information about the different programs that we have available. So um, it's all free of charge. So come on out. We're inviting the community to come on out and take advantage because some of that food may address some mental health issues because some people during this pandemic are like, wow, you know, I, I lost my job. I don't have any way to get food. You know, what am I going to do? You know what I'm saying? So again, this is an opportunity to take a little bit of that stress, that mental stress off of an individual in the community. Absolutely. And I think, uh, thank you for sharing that information. I really think that, you know, with mental health, uh, just because of sometimes the, the negative uh, history of it, um, or just the negative reactions, we uh, may have to start celebrating, you know, it a little bit more. And I think that the more uh, people engage in these types of uh, activities, that'll make them uh, see that it's okay, you know, to uh, just like you go as a prevention man said earlier, um, that mental health should be treated like your physical health. You know, you get your physical checkups, get your mental checkups. So, um, so thank you. Yes, I'm sorry. You know go ahead. You know, what, you know what I didn't do? I'm sorry. Uh, I talked about that event on the 17th of December, but what I didn't do is mention the time. So the time is 11 a.m. and it's going to go till about 2 or 3 or until we run out of, of, uh, of, of, in, of uh, supply. Uh, we are focusing and we've targeted to service 200 people uh, or more. So that's, you know, the time. Uh, the address is 2400 East McNichols or East Six Mile, which is about, uh, well, it's at Goddard actually, Six Mile and Goddard. So uh, again, 2400 East McNichols or East Six Mile from 11 to two or until, you know, the supplies and things run out, it's gonna be on a first come first serve basis. Um, and again, those of you who wanna meet celebrities, going out and meet the prevention man, uh, and <laughs> meet Lauren, and uh, of course, if Miss Purton and and, and and Miss Carr want to come on out, come on out. You know, meet them too. Superstars of Facebook Live. <laughs> hey. <laughs> ah, so yeah. So thank you, thank you so much, uh, Carl, for coming on. Um, you have given like uh, 
such a lot of uh, inf- a lot of information. Um, you've given a lot of information, Dr. Pert. Uh, thank you for your your input. Um, you know, Dr. Pert is always uh, pushing. You know, to go a little bit further, and it, and it's well needed. Uh, so thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, so in closing, uh, parents. Uh, champion parents out there. First, I want to thank the viewers uh, for tuning in. Thank you for your uh, continued support. Uh, please continue to, you know, provide feedback. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know some topics that you would like to hear us uh, talk about. Because it's funny, I want to thank uh, Mr. McGee. If you're still on, uh, Mr. McGee, thank you. Because last week he suggested that we cover mental health, and boom, there it is. We listen. So we like to listen. So uh, just give us some ideas. Let us know what you want to talk about. I think during this month of December, we'll probably talk about mental health again. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to uh, just say that, you know, you could teach your children uh, to turn their weaknesses into their strengths. So we're talking about uh, mental health. And, um, you know, as Dr. Perth said earlier, all temper tantrums are not bad. Sometimes we just have to learn how uh, to listen. If a child exhibits anger or high emotions about personal issues, those, that energy can be redirected into skill building. This will allow the child to use their weaknesses to become their strength. I know we hear that sometimes as adults. Let your weaknesses uh, feed your strengths. You never know what uh, can come out of all of this. And so um, just redirecting and cultivating the strengths. You know, sometimes punishment is what we look to. And you see, I say it with energy because I'm ready to punish my kids. What you do, you know, you're done. But no, we have to like kind of turn everything around and and discipline, you know, discipline is good because it teaches skills and, and you know, uh, how to survive and all that good stuff. Um, so parents, um, next time your children are bouncing off the walls, uh, don't worry about it. Again, allow those weaknesses to uh, feed your strength. And we just like to thank you at this time. Uh, thank you, viewers. Uh, remember, continue to be safe. Pay attention to the CDC guidelines. Wear your mask because the this pandemic is acting up again. You know, I, I pray uh, for those of you all who are experiencing something, those of you all who have lost someone, and I'm not going to be long-winded, um, but I pray uh, for everything that everyone is going through. Please listen to what Mr. Carl and Dr. Purr has told you. If you feel that you need some type of help, don't be afraid to seek help. There's nothing wrong with seeking help. Treat your mental health in the words of the prevention man. Treat your mental health like your physical health. Go get checked out. And um, pay attention to our social media. We're always updating our website. And until next time, we love you guys. Thank you so much. Peace. See you later. Ooh, that was long-winded. <laughs>